All right, guys, episode 35 of the podcast with Aaron Birch. We connected through Adaptive and we were at his studio. Uh, we met a lot of great people there, listened to a lot of great music, met a lot of great artists. And he's on Main Street in Ventura, so check out his studio. It was really cool uh, getting to know him and, and just his love for music and, and sound in general. And uh, it, just the trip that he took to Big Bear really struck home with, uh, with me because of the Stu Crew tapes. Uh, it reminded me of the Stu Crew tapes. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Appreciate you guys. Peace out. Peace. Of uh, OBS for what reason? Just um, oh, just, actually, um, you just, just want to switch hardware? No, just so that I have like everything running through the hardware first, yeah. and then having OBS just record it, and then um, and then through OBS, like I don't have to do any editing post or anything it's like that. Just it's like a conversation. super simple. It's just done. Yeah, it's yeah. done. It's like minimal editing, like color correction, and mm -hmm. just a little bit of that. Got and it. um it just speeds up the process of like uploading podcasts for sure yeah. yeah i was having that problem at the studio with some stuff so i just i'm looking at what i need to get it's good yeah yeah <laughs> what, what, what were you looking at or like your setup? um we have uh are we rolling yeah we're rolling. We're okay cool. Yeah. Good, good um we have uh nikons and then i'm on a, a podcast called uh mad trash so uh oh i see yeah it's pretty fun it's great to be on the podcast it's fun and we talk about all kinds of good stuff sweet and uh yeah but I'm, I'm digging these cameras they're great yeah the gh4s wow, the yeah GH4s. they like i've had mine since like 2018 and like it's 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 always done me good yeah 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 and you just talk it's cool yeah <laughs> um well how, how is how is you like are you running it by yourself or do you have like yeah i'm not running by myself um okay and uh yeah but i like this setup it's cool it's great. yeah it's like it's like automated and i learned it from uh this guy meet kevin uh he's in he's in deter as well okay he's like a real estate uh person real estate okay cool. uh, money management guy and uh he has pretty much this setup as well and i just i just pretty much learned it from him yeah <laughs> that's great yeah so what is this board doing uh this board yeah um so it's it's uh connected to the gh4s the panasonics mm-hmm and it's also connected to the mics as well. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, I guess it's just running, like it's, it's, it's sensing when I'm talking. Okay, and, so we're yeah. not going through the focus right. We're going through this. Oh yeah, through that, through that. Got I only it. use the focus right for uh, like uh, rapping and stuff. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Sick. Yeah. Cool. Great. So whenever I, whenever I feel like creative, I'll just move all the equipment over there and then yeah, uh, just start recording. That's great. It's cool, man. But cool yeah. space, man. Yeah. Dude, thanks thank for having you. me in. Dude, no worries. Like, oh, I got some uh, kombucha brews or anything I'm, like I'm that. I'm all about kombucha. That sounds yeah, great. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Our kombucha. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> there we go. It's uh, the hard one, so. All right. Burst Studios. Burst Studio. <laughs> Thanks for having me over, man. This is dope. I like your studio. It's cool, Tom. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, we got this place in, like, 2019. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Good time to get in business. Nothing bad was going to happen in anybody's business at that point. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> expecting all this. For real. <laughs> and, like, prior to that, like, I don't, I don't think I was making any music or anything. Like, 15, so this was, like, eight years ago. I started making beats and stuff. And okay. Um, until I got this space in 2019, uh, just started uh, with Blue actually next door. Um, we just started making beats and then making nice. music and then like great. We just 
snowballed from there. And what stuff. what records made you want to go down that uh, down down that dream? Uh, records like um, like, like uh, artists or just like just just were there recordings that pushed you towards that? Were you like you heard a particular sound or a particular song or or, or an album and was like, wow, I gotta get into production? Mm-hmm. Well, like a lot of like Pink Floyd really um inspired me as well pink floyd okay. a lot of kid cool. cuddy yeah yeah um and then early 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 listening to like lil wayne and like even prior to that like the beach boys and stuff and um just yeah, it's a lot a lot of music yeah that's cool yeah that's cool what about you uh like a lot of those definitely beach boys definitely pet sounds <clears throat> and um surf's up is a oh, great beach okay. boys album it's their um it's got Disney Girls on it, and it's got um, a couple songs. It's it's um, it's like a, I think it's seventy mm. or early seventies. But once you get past like the bubblegum stage of the Beach Boys, and you get into like Pet Sounds and post Pet Sounds, uh-huh. where like them and the Beatles are trying to like out psychedelic each other, <laughs> that that to me is like a great great era of music. Mm. You know that that whole like time and it surfs up was definitely one of those records where you're like wow it's incredible yeah. and to think that brian wilson only hears in mono oh he only he, hears he, like he's like deaf in one ear or something no way. like, that. like, oh, like his hearing is impaired so um he he doesn't even have this the same stereo image that we have dude um, somebody can correct me um, if i'm wrong <laughs> on that but <laughs> like um yeah it's pretty amazing yeah what he can do like Dude, it's crazy. I know, yeah. It's crazy. He's just like um the 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 vocal like the uh the layering of the vocals and stuff. I like Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I used to be in a band that was like a male four-part harmony and um we would just try all those different techniques like the, yeah. the way the Beatles would record and the way the Beach Boys would record and just like try them all out, you know. Oh wow. Um that was really fun. <laughs> yeah. Did yeah. you do, uh, like did you grow up in Matura? Like, you, no, here? I grew up in Thousand Oaks. Thousand not Oaks. too far. Okay. Um, and then uh, I was in a band called uh, The Good Cheer and Aria Decline um, back in like early 2000s and that kind of thing. And uh-huh. <clears throat> both those bands kind of had like some indie indie success and got to tour and have some fun. And nothing huge, but Dope. fun enough to get around and yeah. know, pay my dues that way. Sweet. It was a blast, yeah. Hell yeah. What well, uh, well, was this? Like, it was like um, high school, after high school, like... Yeah, I'm pretty old, man. So uh, we met my senior year in high school, which is 98. And then we uh, did stuff until like 2000, I think 2008. It was like a 10-year run. Mm. It was fun. Yeah. At that time, like what, what were you listening to? Or like like you said, like what was um, the stuff that kind of inspired you as well like around that? Um, I think Jeremy Enoch's records from The Fire Theft were pretty inspirational. Um a lot of Beatles at that time, as always. Um, and we were also just kind of into things of the, the scene at the time, like Death Cab for Cutie and Modest Mouse mm. and, like, that that leg of, like, the indie rock thing. Um, but the Death Cab records that were coming out at that time were really cool, too. Plans and Transatlanticism. Um, those were fun records <clears throat> back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, like, I'm curious just to, like, hear, like, how it sounds like. So we got to, like... Oh, man. Yeah, I don't even think there are anywhere. Oh, no? <laughs> They're, like, hard copies hard of Hard copies, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, in MySpace. MySpace, <laughs> dude. I'm going to age myself. <laughs> totally. And that's where I learned to code and stuff. 
Really? Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It's like copy paste different like HTML yeah. stuff on, on the website. Right on. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, and then like, I don't know. And then from then on, like, was it always music that you've gravitated towards? Or like, did you? Yeah. Um, yeah. So after that, um, I started working with, um, I kind of developed a name for like working with teenage and kid bands and like the Hollywood thing and mm. um the kids were like you know disney and nickelodeon that, that kind of stuff oh okay and that was cool that was that was a good that was a good time and got to um there was one band the local rebellion that i got to kind of actually take to a level of like professionalism and then those those they were kids now but they've gone on to um they're adults and they've gone on to really good bands like uh pushing veronica sir please um and uh, Pushing Veronica's on tour right now, doing a great job. It's super cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it was it was cool to see um, over the course of that ten or fifteen years. Mm. Um, I worked with Pushing Veronica too, but all those bands kind of just added up to like where their careers are now, mm. um, and it's it really cool. So it was what? it was a rewarding experience, and. Uh, I love it. <laughs> when you say that, um, are you doing like the, the the engineering side, or is it the the mixing and and, and mastering side? Like, what what was it that? Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, what we're doing now um, is uh, I'm working in teams at the studio. Uh, I work with Philly, and we're we're called the One and Others, and we produce something. Hi. I work with my friend Austin, and uh, we're called Peak Season. When uh-huh. We produce something. Uh huh. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and so working in those teams, I, I pretty much like do like production role, and then um, the other guy does uh, engineering and oh, mixing. Okay. So um, what's the production role? Production role? Um, yeah. We're just kind of guiding the sound. You know, I work with the artists and uh, do a lot of co-writes, and um, it's cool when when one person is uh, in charge of sort of the groove and the sound. And one person is in charge of like the technical aspects. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess. So yeah. it's great. I, I like that. I like that workflow because cool. um, it tends to work pretty well for us. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Peak Season has a, a single coming out pretty soon here. Yeah. Um, that'll be. Uh, we have one EP out already, but our, our single's coming out later this month. Yeah. yeah. How long have you guys been uh, working working on that for? It's like uh, during COVID. Um, during COVID, uh, the peak season guys did like a whole record, and um, we did some of it up at a cabin in Big Bear. Dude, that's fucking and, sick. Uh, that was fun, man. Jeez, <laughs> man, damn. Yeah, it was so much fun. Yeah, Dude. it was great. What'd you guys do during COVID? Creatively. During COVID, I want to hear. It was uh, Stuker tapes. So like uh, Stuker tapes, that's what we really worked on. So, well, like early Jan, uh, it was March, March of this year. Yeah. Um, we started March 1st, uh, dropped 420, April, okay. 4, April 20th. Great. The Suku, Drix, Red, Adaptive, T-Funk, TIE Fighter, and um, Adaptive. Yeah, sick. And Eddie. Adaptive is, is awesome, yeah. man. He's great. He he's is, He's great man. at his craft. I love his energy. His fucking um, voice, bro. It's yeah, like, his voice is fantastic. Fantastic. But and his bars and like his delivery. and His like, delivery is great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's great. <clears throat> he came into the studio and we did a tune that would... Um, that I really liked. It was cool, but he's um, he's also got just got the personality to match it. You know, yeah, like he, he looks the right way. You, you just kind of get what he's saying. Yeah, <laughs> he, he makes sense. You yeah, know? um, 
that's always something to look for in an artist for real yeah definitely. and um like the fact that he's like a, he's like a super kind human being too man it's like oh he's just oh my god he's just a ball of joy man. <laughs> yeah is, dude yeah <laughs> oh man shout out adaptive yep shout out <laughs> yeah man but yeah i'm proud of that was, yeah i was just like working on a lot of music because you know personally for me uh things didn't change because you know just kind of working in here we were just sure. in here 24 7 or like yeah. not, if not here then at work um yeah so like working on a lot of music and um just doing like stock market stuff too investing okay cool. yeah great yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah but that's you know cool. i was grateful that you know to have that yeah 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 that's cool so that whole crew what's it called uh stew crew stew crew okay yeah, cool yeah cool and you guys uh you guys came out with your out uh, record win uh it dropped 420 okay, um that's right. cool. so yeah we uh it was like march 1st and then we spent like just nights like overnights and stuff working on it it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it's great i don't know if you know what screwball is but um like the whiskey um screwball the whiskey yeah we yeah, finished like great like throughout that time it was like f- like four bottles like <laughs> i don't know it was, it was a lot of fun dude. nice yeah yeah that's good it's good to count the bottles as they as they stack up in the studio <laughs> for for the records yeah yeah there's this thing where like uh screwball sponsor the sponsor the <laughs> stew crew <laughs> Yep, <laughs> that's fun. But yeah, and then, well, Ventura. Like, how did you uh, find that spot? And how long have you been there? Uh, uh, Birch Studios. <coughs> Birch, Birch Studio. Yeah. Birch Studio. Um, I moved to Ventura a couple years ago. I just wanted to get away from the Hollywood thing. And yeah. It's just I don't look back. It's great. Oh, so sweet, yeah. um, my wife and I moved there, and um, just like loved it, man. I mean, I, I kind of stopped driving. Not. Not totally, obviously, I drove here, but, like, I just drive my bike, I walk. Dope. I mean, the whole lifestyle's different. Um, For sure. In a way that I really like. <laughs> yeah. So, that was cool, and then um, <clears throat> I did a couple of records with uh, Sam over at Make a Sound um, before I had a, a studio, and he's, like, amazing, and I really enjoy my, uh, working with him. He helped me out with my tape machine this week, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's good to have somebody like that tape machine uh, can, yeah we got a, our uh, tape machine going which is great what is that uh it's two two track reel to reel oh um, was that the thing like kind of close to the to the wall it's on right top there? of the rack yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah um so sam knows the ins and outs of uh a lot of old analog gear and he's got a 24 track tape machine oh wow which is like as big as this desk and it's got <clears throat> it hits 24 channels instead of just two uh-huh um so uh yeah. Anyway, uh, then I then I got connected over with uh, Lion City and uh, Randy Parsons in that building. Mm. Um, Randy Parsons is a, a luthier who makes guitars. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. So when Lion City's lease was up, uh, kind of in the middle of COVID, um, we uh, took it over and did uh, Birch Studio and kind of did like a remodel and uh, now it's Landeros Productions. Uh, Philly is up there with me and a burst studio and it's great man full steam ahead Hell we're yeah. enjoying it every day <laughs> it's fun and that's so that stage there like you had to make and stuff the stage <clears throat> the stage that you had there you know what shout out to troy uh troy? He, he built that stage and uh uh i bought it from him when we when we changed over from line city but uh troy could crash some ship on the stage lit mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was fun 
yeah. and and like i don't know because i'm curious to, to to hear about the the building of that place like like how did it like what equipment you brought in and like what equipment you know you felt like you needed or mm. like just just the progression of the of the studio like yeah i had a studio <clears throat> in um in simi valley before and um so we kind of moved everything over from that um but uh during covid um <clears throat> my business uh the like the band development business that i had uh-huh. um had a, a storage unit and that storage unit got hit oh um shit. during covid yeah um or we don't know when it got hit but <clears throat> it got robbed so um uh with the insurance paid out for that kind of at the same time as like getting this this lease on this building so we were like all right well this is time to like just reinvest it you know like yeah. something bad happened but let's 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 build let's build out of it so sure um uh yeah i just built that place myself during like lockdown and uh just got all the tools and started soundproofing and ripping apart walls and going <laughs> in the i mean yeah we just we really remodeled it and um <clears throat> equipment wise we bought a neve summing mixer and uh, a U87, I'd always wanted a U87, like uh, Norman Mike. Makes a huge difference uh, on vocals. Were, were those the mics that uh, we we used? Uh, no, I'm not gonna let you guys use those. Oh no, you're <laughs> like you're like no, nah, dude. <laughs> no, no, no. It would uh, no, for it's sure. just not for live. I mean, not for live. Like, Definitely come on not. in, we'll record on it for yeah. sure. Yeah. But like that's what I was saying. Like, those vocals sound really clean too. Yeah. I'm like, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit, that sounds clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, the so the U eighty seven we use for uh, drums and for vocals and and for anything. Um, if you plugged it into the PA, it would just be too. It would just feedback and be too much. And PA, you need that like you know clear directional thing. But mm. um, yeah, we've been using it on <coughs> uh, all the records we've been doing out of there so far. Sweet, yeah, it's a fun sound. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You know what's um. How, what's the process for recording like different instruments as far as like drums and stuff do you need like like certain certain like mic setup or certain um like even even like a, a live band type thing you know because I'm, I'm just curious on how like how yeah. you guys do that yeah we do um <clears throat> we've done we've done live bands and uh we're gonna do a live band uh coming up here uh a worship band at the church so that that should be fun Nice. Um, <clears throat> I mean, pick your poison. Where, where, where do you want to start? Which instrument? Uh, drums. <laughs> drums. <laughs> uh, drums, we do... Um, we've been doing drums. We can do them in the large room or the small room. The last couple of weeks, I've been enjoying doing them in the small room just for a little more control. Uh, so control we, as far as like... Um, Just sonic space. Sonic space, okay. So like... <clears throat> Especially with drums, you mic the overheads, the toms, top and bottom snare, and then bass drum. Mm-hmm. And you got to make sure all those are phase aligned. So you go in and make sure that uh, you're not getting any phasing issues, like any mics canceling each other out and that kind of thing. And then uh, we EQ them going in, so we, we cut out Ooh. frequencies that we don't like going in. Okay. Um, not too specifically. Yeah. Just Just kind of general general picture which which each mic's gonna do mm-hmm. and then um once they're in the box once they're in pro tools or logic or whoever's running the dot yeah 
then you do um, you do like resonant EQ like EQs for things that are ringing too much. Yeah, 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 like yeah. if you hear like hong, 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 bring it down, you got to take that out. Yeah, and you do that for everything. Um, and then um, it's just a matter of trying to get the right the right tones at that point, and mm. then just starting to distort stuff and saturate stuff and see what works. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dope. Yeah. So yeah, drums are I, fun. Drums are hard, though. Drums are a pain in the butt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm barely getting, like, scratching the surface, barely learning, so. Yeah. Definitely want to, like, include some live live drums inside, like, some music, or f- for, from some of the songs to you, so. Yeah, that'd be dope. yeah, yeah. Just start simple. Just mic one thing. Mic a hi-hat. And be like, I gotta have hi-hat in this song. And yeah. just get that hi-hat... Like sounding like perfect, you know. Listen yeah. to like something like Tame Impala and be like, "What? How does he do his hi hat? Just get that hi hat and mm. then move on to the snare and just like, don't even try the whole kit at first. Just yeah. like, how do I get this one thing to just totally sound like that? Yeah, <clears throat> I think that's the best way to start. I wish I had started like that. I was always trying to get like the whole kit and make it slim with you know two microphones or whatever. Until you know what you're doing, it's a lot easier to like just get one thing, get it really <laughs> right, and then and then once you're working on the whole kit, you can you can start to think about like, well, what did I like about this when it was the only thing? Mm, interesting. Um, yeah, totally interesting. <laughs> and a lot of, is a lot of this uh, like self-taught, just like experiencing time, or is it just um, like did you go to did you go to school for? I didn't go to school for no? it. I went to. <clears throat> it was like business school. It was a uh-huh. stupid decision. I should have gone for music. But, yeah. um, you know, you do what your parents tell you to do when you're 18. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. <laughs> definitely. Well, I, yeah. I love my parents. Yeah. You follow the opportunities. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I guess with, like, this current age, like, where, um, like, you have social media and stuff, um, I there's like so many opportunities i feel like and like for me personally i don't i never went to college any anyway because i i know like if i work towards this then then there's there will be an opportunity to get paid to do do yeah i I think you are too smart for college you you strike me as that guy yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i mean if you've got this place then then you're ahead of like you're ahead of that game in my opinion Mm. yeah definitely Yeah. yeah just just um and it doesn't feel like work, bro. No, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I'm, I haven't worked a day. I think we were talking about this too. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it doesn't feel like work at all. Are you kidding? It's fun. It is, it's great. It's play. Yeah. <clears throat> sure. Yeah, it's a new it's a new era of uh, of um, guys like you um, figuring it out, you know, and making it really happen. So there's there's um there's gonna be more use in the world man for sure and, <laughs> and you know people people before me like yeah that i looked at like Dwayne and joe rogan and like yeah um you know all, like duncan trussell all those guys yeah, yeah yeah isn't joe rogan amazing at conversation he is man i mean he's he has a true i mean that that is an incredible art to be able to get um Somebody that you know, <laughs> yeah. Somebody that's already famous to tell you something that they haven't, that you don't know about them. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. how many times has just take your pick on any of the famous people that he's interviewed? Yeah. But he kind of gets to that deeper level. Yeah. Um, I think he's a true artist. Like For he's real. he's a he's a very amazing uh, 
artist at the art of communication, you know, of yeah. conversation. You know, I think um, I was thinking about this today, actually, um, where the old like the old style media is where it's like two two or like 30 seconds or a minute of them talking and then like cut to commercial. Yeah. You know, whereas like a long form conversation, it's like you get to actually get to sit down and like, yeah, you know, get to really know the person and like, yeah, and, and just and, to see what a person thinks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And like kind of get to know, get to know their personality as well. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's uh, it's a new world. <laughs> old people like me are trying to get used to it. <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get used to it too. Still learning. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Always yeah. learning. I know. Yeah. I know. Some things I like about it. Some things I think you guys are nuts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. Crazy. Yeah. What's this podcast called? Uh, it's my name. It's um just just Brandon Dale. Okay. Um, I try I try to keep it like that just so I can like, not kind of have a brand around. I want to try and build a brand around myself. So it's like okay, you know, music, podcasting, um, shirts, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, you want the brand to be what you talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you talk about? Um, what do I talk about? It's just pretty much anything. Like anything that I'm interested in or people that I find interesting. Like like you, or you know like. You know, one day I'll, I'll run across a uh, basketball player, a soccer player, and I'll like, oh, I want to learn about that person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. just curiosity. You're just an inquisitive dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great because <laughs> people want to listen to inquisitive dudes. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That and um, it, it's just like genuine curiosity. I feel like, because um, well, for me, uh, I always like to. I, I try and learn and just be a sponge and like soak up as much information as I can, or just like. Yeah. Just that wise knowledge. <laughs> wise knowledge. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's cool. What what uh, records are you working on right now? That you're right now? About, yeah. um, dude, I'm, I'm working on this album or like this, this record album EP um, called uh, Victory Over the Darkness. Okay, cool. And um, it's going to drop uh, in December, late this year. Very excited. Um, it's funny that we're talking about Joe Rogan because uh, he's going to be in there. Um, he's in there. It's sam- he's he's, he's uh, sampled. Yeah, yeah. In there. I'm sampling nice. Joe Rogan. Great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So um, yeah, working on that. And um, prior to that, I dropped uh, this album called Spiritual Warfare. Yeah. Um, and ha- I don't know if you know Graham Hancock, but um, he he, yeah. I, he he was on the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and oh yeah 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 I think I know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Um, yeah, it's a lot of like spiritual stuff, and I really like that. It's cool. That is cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so that album's already out. Uh, spiritual warfare. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, I think this was COVID times. Uh, under your own name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I did two records. Well, I did three records during COVID. And the peak season record is coming out, and um, the other two. I'm still working on, and it's hard, uh, of of my own material, and it's 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 hard to release something, uh, to to know when it's done, especially when it was such like an you know fucking intense. Can I say that on here? No, you're it's good. An intense yeah. time, right? Yeah, like, yeah, we're all like losing our minds. We don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you felt like you had a lot to say. You felt like you were in a world that was saying less and less. Like saying something is more dangerous now. Yeah. That's one thing I don't get about this this time that freaks me out. Like, yeah. 
yeah. Whatever I said when I was your age, nobody knows. Thank God. <laughs> Whatever you say now, people are going to look it up, dude, and they're going to know it. They have it on video. They got like, it on video. Like, look what you said. <laughs> yeah, look what you said. <laughs> and that's, 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 a, that's a hard sell for an artist my age. Because yeah. I did a lot of stupid things. I said stupid things. Yeah. I'm sure that I will say stupid things now. Over. Yeah. So I too. worry about how the future is going to interpret my stupidity. Mm. <laughs> I've been thinking about that a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um but I you know, you got to push through that. I wonder I wonder if it's like cuz artists are getting canceled now like the baby I think will like hip hop artist he was canceled from Lollapalooza just cuz yeah. it was like homophobic stuff. Um but there's like there, then there's Tyler Creator, which like he talked about like a lot of like crazy shit too, and he was never canceled. So I wonder how it's like how he wasn't canceled, but I don't think he allows himself to be canceled. If yeah, that makes sense. So how can you? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's a question of how you allow yourself to be unlike cancelable. Uncancelable, <laughs> huh? It's a tough, um, it's like a conundrum. It's a conundrum. <laughs> yeah. No, no. But, um, yeah, so anyway, those are the, the weird artistic waters I think everyone's in, you know? Yeah. Um, right now. Well, but even, sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, even like with, with comedy and stuff, like people are scared to say certain things, but I do think like there are people that like will kind of push the boundaries of what's like acceptable. Yeah. And I, I like, I love that kind of art and I love people pushing boundaries and like not, you know, accepting what is and stuff. I love that. Yeah. I, I, I think art is always a, um, it's a testing ground for ideas. Comedy is definitely a testing ground for ideas. I mean, that's the whole point. Yeah. Like comedy, something's only funny if it crosses some line and it makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. And, and you realize, Oh, there's a there's a social cue there that I've crossed. I should step back. Yeah. And that's what's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's the whole thing. You know, if if you don't cross that line, it's not funny. But if you cross the line, then I think it kind of helps. I think it serves a good role cuz then people can look back on it and say like, "Okay, I laughed at this. This was funny. It's probably not the appropriate thing to say in a business meeting." That yeah. was the line. Yeah. You know, it yeah, kind of yeah. defines it, it it defines something to be appropriate or inappropriate, but you gotta have you gotta have the fuck off territory yeah. where you can laugh at a joke, and and uh, I I th- I think comedy serves like an an important role sure. in culture for that it reason. Does, yes. You know, I think Joe Rogan serves an important role in culture for that reason. because yeah. he finds the line, and then he you know smokes it <laughs> with Elon Musk. <laughs> the you <know>? DMT, <laughs> and, it, and it just, and you know, that's that's kind of how, that's how art moves forward. Yeah, you know? but yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> you know, like now, just what came to my mind was like the Renaissance era, where like, like the government could control like what art came out and stuff, and I, I yeah. it's kind of weird how like that, like, that's kind of controlling history, or like it's it's. People, yeah, people for the future being able to see what was in the in the past, and it's like yeah, that's that's crazy too. I really wish we had all this stuff during other points of history. 
like you know Dude, I, I wish I really Dude. fucking wish that like Rome and Genghis Khan had had like this you know so we yeah. could like sit down with uh, with any of those people like I wish we could sit, we had a sit down interview with Julius Caesar where he just <laughs> bullshitted right like that would be so informative like that's so cool yeah, yeah, yeah and all these things um, that you know huge empires that rise and fall and we don't really know the personalities of those people that did that Mm, but yeah. it would be interesting to know. <laughs> yeah, it would, man. It would be really interesting to know. Like, what, what we have is just, like, pi- like drawn-up pictures and, like, statues yeah, and, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that goes, yeah. like, that's information. <laughs> you know, like, what kind of information was, was yeah. available at the point or, like, yeah, tools were available at the time. Yeah, yeah. And then how did people think... Um, Oh, the like you said the Renaissance. So like Leonardo da Vinci's art could only be informed by what had happened before. Mm. So he knew like based off of that knowledge, that you yeah. know. But he didn't know. He knew what you know classical painting looked like. He knew what um, like medieval painting looked like. But he didn't know what like anime looked like. But we do. So when we think of Leonardo, we we don't we have more information than he did. Ah, and it's yeah. I think that that kind of serves to like um, it poses like an interesting question too. Like, what would we have done if we only had this much information versus what we have now? Yeah, that's that's interesting. Artistically, you yeah, know? Um, and then stuff that that stuff that comes out now or now like people in the future will be able to base that stuff off of what exactly. we're doing now it's like yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah what's sampling gonna look like you know 100 years from now i have no clue it's cool <laughs> but we'll still be sampling like you know michael jackson and Jimi hendrix and the beatles and you know we'll still be into the same stuff yeah i think i think some timeless. of those samples will be around forever man timeless yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in the same way that um you know, Mozart and Bach, those are around for a long time, not going anywhere. Mm. <laughs> uh, I was listening to an interview, um, his name's Tyler Creator, and he uh, was talking about reference point, like everything's reference point. Like, you know, for you, like a reference point, I won't be able to understand, but like from my perspective, like, I don't know, from a song, you'll hear something from that song and you'll pick out that reference point, but I'll like... Hmm. hear like the drums or i'll hear like a synth and i'll like that so everything's kind of like reference point from that from each person's perspective yeah yeah you only have what um what you've been exposed to yeah and that's all you get yeah and so like um it's i think incumbent on all of us artists to expose ourselves to as much as as possible but then also to be able to like shut those things down and say like I'm only doing this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the hard part for me. Yeah, yeah. Um is uh you know something's going to sound like um you know just whatever. If something's going to sound like Tyler the Creator. Yeah. You can't bring those other influences in. You got to you got to focus on, on what what is he doing? Yeah. Um and that can be that can be hard. Yeah. <laughs> that can be hard. Yeah. But um and then there's artists like um, 
like I really like Tame Impala, and I try to figure out why I like Tame Impala so much. And I think the thing I like about him is that he has a sound that's like specifically compartmentalized pieces of other sounds. So mm. he has like he has like a John Lennon delay, and he has like eighty cent stuff. Wow. Yeah. And those don't usually go together. Like the eighty cent vibe was more of the like. Um, it's like the eighty. Like was it? Like a wider delay, like a like a vocal sound, like a like a yacht rock thing, or um, or like a, a wider sound, like like some more stereoized or something. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, like the vocal sounds of like Toto, you know, and just like mm. that's a great vocal sound, it's stacked harmonies and stuff like that, mm. um, and it goes pretty well with that kind of synth work. But Tame Impala takes a totally different segment of of uh production and then splices it together with you know the same keyboards um i think that kind of stuff is really cool yeah yeah, (laughs) or somebody makes a a really unique cocktail of uh of production techniques to create their own sound interesting Um, yeah yeah yeah. we're super into that at the studio dope um and like so i I don't know for when you guys are working um what's the like say you get inspired and like do you ha- do you put down the idea or is it like do you work at it until it's like a like a draft or I don't know like each time's different but what each time's a little different yeah. um I personally really like writing and recording at the same time I I know that's not like always the best thing cuz you get stuck into um <laughs> sometimes the structure of the song hurts and and you have to avoid avoid that sometimes the song would be better if it had a, a, a more thought out um flow in terms of like like quarterly for instance what is um, what does that mean quarterly um cor- like um if you have a verse and it's like um just a four chord progression right okay, okay. and then you go to a chorus and it's maybe the same four chords switched up or something yeah, yeah. but if you if you're writing the song on um in a band or especially if somebody has this role in the band like we have a guy in the studio Ben Babylon who that's like what he specializes in he's a keyboard player yeah. and he just makes things sound good but he's really good at uh reharmonizing a verse so mm-hmm. if we have a a verse you know here and then a chorus and then that second verse mm-hmm. that's when we'll say like all right Ben same melody same idea but but Take us through a different chord story, you know. Yeah. So, what was Dude, a one four five cool. six might become like, you know, one four five, and then do like a two five one to a six or something different to get us to that chorus a second time, having having told a different story just through the notes. Yes. Um, the more I work with Ben, the more I realize that's like that's really important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's fun to, to produce and, and write at the same time, but you want to leave room for, for that thing to happen that happens, you know? Mm. Uh, how about you guys? Um, well, for, for when I'm producing, I'll, um, I'll crate dig. So I'll look for different, different records and then I'll just keep searching until like something strikes, strikes me and hits me. Mm-hmm. And then like either a vibe or like a certain sound, um, and then from then on, I'll throw it into the DAW 
uh, work on a sample, ch uh, chop it up into samples, find a loop to to um, just loop it. Yeah. And then uh, just write right from there, and then I'll ha like. But it, it's all on the vibe and the. Uh, uh, it's all on the vibe of the sound of that sample. So I'll try and like write to that certain vibe. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm and right now I'm really looking into like psychedelic sounds, like synthy sounds, cool, um, spacey sounds, and all that stuff. So yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> that's a good workflow. That's good. It's hard to, um, yeah, that's good. But like from what you were saying and having being able to have. Um, um, like dope ass people there like hey play this or like hey play this you know it's like that's fucking tight to, to be able to have it's that. fun to bring the right guys in i mean yeah. that's um the bigger the budget is on a project the more the more badass you get to bring to the table sure, <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah um i love not doing it all myself i love working with the team yeah um because that's where um just things if you have the right people it really really can get good if you have the wrong people it gets worse yeah real sure. quick yeah um so that's that's always like a danger too that's why bands are hard you yeah. know like yeah, yeah. let's just be honest bands are hard yeah because bands all have to have to kind of move at the speed of um like the the least experienced person in the band mm, that's yeah. a hard thing man for young producers yeah. to um because you want to, you know, please people, people pleaser, and all that stuff. Sure. Um, so that's like that's a lesson to learn. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, but really, if you if the song has has one goal, and um, you know the 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 thing you're after on the song, then uh, you can get to the the heart of that song. Yeah, that and makes it's sense. it's not always to sound. Um, The goal isn't always to like make it sound clean or or as correct as possible. The goal is to capture like what the feeling of the artist is. Mm. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so if the feeling, if an artist is like eighteen and reckless and wild, like I want them to be eighteen and reckless and wild. Yeah, like that's sure. just gonna be fun. For sure. You know, it, there's plenty of ways to sound perfect, but you, you gotta capture what the that particular artist. Um, you know what they're about, which is why I like to record in like intense couple day periods where you're like where you're together all day. Yeah. You're eating all your meals together. You're talking about like life, or you're talking about like whatever's going on. You're talking yeah. about the the song you're writing and what it could mean. And yes, um, like that specific moment in time too because yeah i feel like that with the stuku tapes like that's how we were working with like all of us were yeah. together and yeah. you know like one person was writing one person was producing and then um great and we were just vibing off of each other yeah and, like yeah. throwing ideas off of each other and yeah you gotta you gotta hear the um you gotta hear that third bottle of whiskey on, <laughs> on the, on the stuku tapes because that's what makes it fun man yeah. i mean um and that's what people like nobody listens to music to hear, um, to hear something, you know, perfect. We would just, you know, we would just look at a, a spreadsheet for that. Yeah, we listen yeah. to music to get some kind of uh, personal story out of somebody. Yeah. Um, 
and that's why I liked you guys when you guys came to the collective uh, open mic was like um you guys just had like a cast of characters, you know? Yeah, definitely. Like have you ever noticed that bands and groups in a scene are always a cast of characters like a superhero group? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So like Dre had his cast of characters in the, in the 90s. Yes. Like he had he had Snoop and he had um you know Dre. later Eminem and he had Dre. Those are all just the those are the same characters as like the Beatles. Yes, yeah. You got yeah. the smart guy, the funny guy, the the artsy guy and and the rebellious guy, right? Yeah. Those are like the four characters. And you see that in like old country, you had Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson and um uh like Waylon Jennings and like Johnny Cash is is the is the voice of authority and Willie Nelson is the Ringo yeah. and the Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Like that it, that keeps happening again and again and you see that everywhere in music. Um and you guys have that, you know? Mm. And you guys should you guys should lean into I don't want to tell you what to do. No, do whatever no, no, the do, fuck do. you want. We'll, but we'll there's take it. We'll take there's it. something cool to that yeah. that that one person can't do, you know? Yeah. Um uh I think I think adaptive strikes me as like a, a John Lennon Johnny Cash kind of yeah. guy Dope. because he's the you know he raps about family and like integrity and stuff like that but he also is just like the fun big big presence yes exactly you know yeah, he's yeah. Dre he's yeah, a yeah. big authority yeah um Dre same character you know Dre's yeah. like the brains of the outfit but he's also like the heavy you know yeah 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 um it's cool to see. It's cool to see the younger generation getting that concept. Even if you guys don't know that, that's what you're doing. That's now, what you now, do. Now, now yeah? hearing that, I'm like, you're gonna okay, think about yeah, it. You're gonna, gonna think, think about, about that. Yeah, yeah. So who's who's the Ringo it's, in that group? It's gonna who's marinate. John? Yeah, <laughs> marinate on that. It's a good one, man. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And even like as a as a collective as a team, it's like, you know, when one person wins, it's like everyone wins. You know. Yeah. For sure it's like yeah and we're all we're all helping helping each other grow and you know and and we all yeah we're all helping each other yeah yeah and i love that i love that and like you know each each uh person individually will have like their their uh fan base and their following and like when we come together it's like it's just um fucking we're 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 assembling into a fucking super team yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. so who who all's in it take take me through who's who all right so it's it's um adaptive cool ty red drix um me t-funk eddie so that's like six right there yeah so let me make sure i got that right okay so me adaptive red ty whiskey blue and then whiskey's in it t-funk eddie so yeah, and then it's like I feel like we're at forever expanding too. It's like yeah, yeah. We, we keep adding more people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this next thing, I think we're working on Stu Crew Tapes Volume Two. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, sick. We're working on that. I think hopefully by by the end of this year too. So cool. Yeah, very excited for that. That's great. And so how does that work? Do you make beats and everybody comes in and does their part, or how's the um, how's the yeah, the so workflow there? So it was it was like I'll have a beat or like I'll have a loop ready. And um, I'll be like, yo, guys, listen to this. And then I'll play it for them. And if they fuck with it, they fuck with it. And then, like, we'll start, like, I'll, I'll start adding drums to it. And I'll start adding, like, different instruments to it. And then um, somebody will come up with a hook. 
And then um, from then on, it's like, it's on. It's like, we're riding to this. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> and then you guys go. That's yeah. great. Yeah. That's cool. And it was a really, um, that, I mean, that was, that was, I felt like the structure of like the whole tapes, like, and it was good that we were all together, like working on it too. Yeah. So definitely for the next one, I feel like to keep that same energy and that same essence and, you know, have everyone there as well. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. When's that happening? Uh, we're planning on, well, we do want to have like sort of like a big bear trip where what you guys did. Oh go, yeah. Go out to yeah. somewhere. Yeah. yeah we got, yeah. definitely got to do that. So I gotta, I gotta plug that a little bit yeah, too. Yeah, do it, do so it. we have this thing called J for genius, um, which is where we go up to the cabin uh, and we get inspired and then we, um, we record and write sort of the, 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 the rules for the weekend have been so far that, uh, <laughs> it's like a four day thing and we can't write beforehand. Everything we have to, we do, we have to, to do up there. Oh, okay. Um, and so we dropped our first record the first time we did it. And then we have three more coming out. The second one is all ambient, like really kind of far further out from it's like the furthest we've gone into uh weird that's dope um so i'm really excited about that one and then the other ones are kind of a little cleaner more based on like austin um austin uh engineered the last two war on drugs records and so it's kind of like it's modeled similar on on that sound some of those kind of techniques um but um the ambient stuff, J for Genius too. That's gonna be really fun, dude. Dude, that sounds that sounds really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, you guys should definitely do that. Definitely have one of those trips and like yeah, do it. Even just like daydreaming, bro. Like some sometime maybe fucking go to like Italy or something and like fucking go out there yeah. and shit. Dude, yeah, that would be so tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's one cool thing about about art right now is uh, in music is that it is pretty damn portable. And so, um, to be able to go somewhere with a, with a group and do a different thing, um, that's easier than it's ever been. And like for us, we, we go a little overboard cause we, we, I'll show you pictures. We set up, (laughs) we set up like a a whole studio. We're taking racks and we're taking everything. Oh yeah. Um, cause we really want it to sound a certain way, but, um, yeah, we're going to do that again. Um, I think in October is the next one. And it'll be J for Genius five. Um, so is that like, so when you when you J for Genius, do you drop those songs or is it like for a certain project that each time you go out you're saving it's, those? It's or? called J for Genius, and then um, we put a couple of the J for Genius tracks on the on the peak season record, so it's gonna be peak season oh, featuring J for okay. Genius. Um, the second one, uh, I think we're dropping next month. We're, we're we've put a long delay here because we want all this stuff to come out in a certain order but the first one's out second one's gonna come out the second one's all ambient um and then the third one will be a little like tighter uh production and then the fourth one um i'm i'm really excited about it's it's my record that i uh that i wrote when i learned i was having a son and uh, I kind of wrote some songs that like were the things I would want to say to my kid. Oh wow! Um, so that one's a little more um, singer-songwriter, like you know, almost a. I call it psychedelic country. I really like psychedelic I, country, dope, dope. like Sturgill Simpson. Um, Chris Stapleton is he's not as like psychedelic, but um, that's a cool genre, man. Because yeah. um, 
because I, I like the the simplicity of folk and just being able to play an acoustic guitar, but um, but with the production elements that are you know more experimental mm. and fun. Um, so that record, yeah, I gotta finish that record. <laughs> I got my work cut out for me, man. It's I got the problem with starting pro- projects. We all do. Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's really fucking hard. <laughs> yeah man that and I'll, I'll have like an idea yeah. i have an idea and i'll just put it in there and like forget about it and then i'll play it back and i'm like oh shit this is tight yeah <laughs> yep yep yeah yeah crazy that and like steel steel guitar i love uh steel gu- steel guitar yeah like i love little steel yeah, yeah yeah i don't know anybody around who plays that no do i do not but it would be cool it would be dope it would be super dope super dope yeah yeah but um i don't know if any like where can uh, people find your find your music and stuff? Um, and check out the Peak Season stuff. That's that's the the next to come out. Um, Peak Season just on Spotify and Spotify, iTunes. YouTube. Yeah, uh, Peak Season. Um, yeah, Peak Season and J for Genius. Check that out. Sure. Um, we're also uh, producing an artist this weekend named uh, Cecilia Bellissimo. She's fantastic. She's already got a couple songs out. Um, she's incredible. Um, we're working with um, an artist named Maddie Gunther that I produced, and uh, that's like a that's like a singer songwriter kind of, kind of pop stuff. I, I like pushing the, the the little bit harder pop side, yeah. like a Dua Lipa, Dua Lipa or something. Uh-huh. And then next week we're gonna start with um, we're gonna do a song, a peak season song featuring Maddie. Um, Mad Lucas from the band 666 who uh, I produced when she was like a like a kind of up and coming like teenage artist um, and we're gonna do a tune with her um, she's she's great she's amazing but yeah so it's been it's been fun working with um, some of these uh, like singer songwriter solo artists that's like I feel really cool. that's that's our that's our that's our vibe <laughs> that's super cool yeah it's kind of cool and like, well, because for me, I haven't worked with a lot of artists, so being able to work with, like, a lot of artists, um, that's cool. Like, you get to, you know, learn a lot. Yeah. 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 Cool. And every artist has like a different thing they're after. Yeah. Um, and a different thing that there's there's what they're after, and then there's what you know is possible, and and mm. a lot of times they'll undersell themselves. Um. And uh, and y- it's your job as a producer to show them that they can do more than they think. Yeah. Um, that's that's the best part of production is if somebody thinks they're capable of something and then you show them that they're capable of more. You know. Mm, yeah. Because um, everybody's capable of more than they for give themselves sure, credit for. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And like like yeah, a lot of people, man, like people have like everyone has so much potential yeah there's so much potential yeah yeah well and and you're finding people you you um like uh whiskey right over here what's his name whiskey yeah yeah Yeah. potential potential you know you see potential yeah yeah Yeah. you guys are all kids to me but no yeah we are yeah you guys are kids and there's and you see the potential and you found you found hector um shit i don't know i'm not supposed to say his name Anyway, you found him. Oh, no, I won't yeah. say who that is now, <laughs> but um, Hector, hell of a talent. 
You know how many? Have I said that like ten times? <laughs> like, dude, let's say it again. What a talent! Yeah, man. He fucking yeah. performing, performing wise too. Shit, yeah. man. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And even even like I'm like again I'm still learning, so it's like the performance aspect is super super important as well too. Like if that's what you want to do, and like for me I'm I'm, yeah. I'm still learning that. Like yeah, um, you know stage presence. Um, I don't know breath control, all all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like anything you got to do it a hundred times. No, for sure. And then and then it's fun. It's fun. And, and then you switch roles on stage, and you have no clue what you're doing. Like. That uh, I uh, I toured with drums, <clears throat> so I like get on stage and I know how to play drums. I know what it's gonna sound like. I know what the wedges are supposed to sound like. I know all that stuff. But then, in, in the last couple of years, just trying to do more like singer songwriter stuff. I just step out in front, and it's like a whole different. It was a completely different experience because <laughs> you don't know what you're listening for. Um, you got a, a whole different uh, level of responsibility for like the song. There's things that you don't have to think about, mm. um, like you got to learn to sit into the pocket and not and not create it. And oh shit! Wow. But um, I don't know. It's fun. Yeah. No, that's 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 cool hearing. <laughs> it's hearing fun. That. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Dope. Yeah. Music's great, man. It is. Yeah. Crazy. Well, appreciate you, Aaron. Thanks, man. This yeah. Let's dope. do this, this again. Fun. This is super fun. Yeah. Let's do this again. Um, and uh. I'd love to have you guys in the studio. <clears throat> that would be dope. Just, um, you know, when you, when you, well, let's just do this. When we got the, next time you guys are ready to, uh, to cut vocals. Yeah. Um, I'll give you guys a couple hours in the studio, no charge. Yeah. Come on in, that way you can cut them on our mics. Yeah. Uh, we'll make a fun night of it. Dude, we will. And, uh, I just wanted to do that to help you guys out if you guys, if you guys want. Because, yeah. uh, I believe what you guys are doing. So Damn. let's, let's get you guys the quality. The quality that you need for, for sure, that, definitely for, sure. for the next uh, Stupid <coughs> Cave song. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that'd be that'd be awesome. Absolutely, sweet man. <laughs> um, yeah, music, in- Instagram, Spotify, all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check out Bert Studio on uh, on Instagram. Um, shout out to the Ventura Theater for letting us be there, and uh, and we hope to stay there for a long time. Uh, shout out to uh, Philly and. Uh, of Landeros Productions couldn't have done this in anything without him and um yeah check out so check out Landeros Productions and Burst Studio we're both up there in the same spot and uh my if you want to follow my music and uh the J for Genius Peak Season I kind of do it all out of uh Aaron Burch music my Instagram sweet yeah sweet cool alright thanks man peace <laughs>